0: Now dig this, Matt. Y'all know I love stationery. Y'all know I love to take notes, I love to write, I love to write on paper, I love to write in notebooks. Matt, what'd you get me for Christmas this year? I got you notebooks and pens and organizers. Correct. I love it. Uh, and I find that it genuinely helps me remember things better, as opposed to typing them or like putting them on a like a text file or whatever. Actually writing something down physically... Helps me a lot. It helps me organize my thoughts. It helps me get my work done. And ever since I got my new uh, iPad and I got the Apple Pencil with it, I have been doing that on there, and that's great. The only problem I've had with it, it doesn't quite feel like writing on paper, which is a feeling I like. We have the solution to that problem.
1: That's right. Paper-like. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a screen protector for your iPad. It uses a proprietary technology called NanoDots. With those NanoDots, you feel the natural resistance of paper on your iPad screen. It is a paper-like feeling on your iPad. So if you're drawing, if you're taking notes, if you're using your iPad like you would a notebook, here's the way for it to really feel natural. And Chris, I know you love that. You you have an iPad, you got a paper-like... And I'm sure it's, it feels just right for you.
0: It does. It feels great to use. Also, Matt, you know I'm very particular about paper. I have yes. specific brands of notebooks that I will and will not use. And paper, like, feels good on the iPad. Uh, they also make accessories for the pencil, to make the pencil a little more comfortable to hold. They make uh, accessories to help you clean the iPad as well. They've got it all. The ability to handwrite notes in a digital form is great to begin with, but getting that extra tactile feeling that makes me happy while I do it, <laughs> that gives me that little dopamine, that little serotonin burst that
1: I like to have, is fantastic. The latest version of the Paperlike is manufactured in Switzerland using high-quality plastic foils designed for maximum picture clarity. You're not going to lose any of the definition of your iPad screen if you put a paper like on there, and these foils are developed exclusively for paper like products, it also always comes in a set of two, so you have a spare. Look, we know a lot of artists listen to this show. If you're an artist and you're looking for a way to make drawing on your iPad feel a little bit better, this is how you do it. So, to pick up your paper like, head over to paperlike.com/slash-ajax. Click buy paper and select your iPad size. From now, right now, until the end of January, Paperlike is also including their digital pro planner bundle at no extra cost for every order placed through the Paperlike store. Plus, shipping is completely free. So if you're ready to do more with your iPad, head over to paperlike.com Ajax to get started. Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? Ajax
0: to bring back his body. Ah! Hello, everybody, and welcome to War Rocket Ajax. This is the internet's most explosive comic book and pop culture podcast, and we are your hosts. My name is Chris Sims. With me, as always, Matt Wilson. Matt, how are you?
1: Chris, I'm doing okay. How are you this fine evening? Hot! <laughs> wow! What what a difference a couple weeks makes,
0: buddy. You're telling me it was it was snowing, and then it was 80 degrees, and there was nothing in between. It's like somebody flipped a switch. Like somebody flipped a switch. It's it's like Lincoln Hawk is here, about to win custody of his son and his truck. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's over the top. It's you got it. <laughs>
1: That one to get you as much as it did, but I'm glad it did. I find this Sylvester Stallone movie over the top very funny. That
0: is the uh, the movie where he has to compete in an arm wrestling contest to essentially win custody of his son and a truck.
1: Yes, yes, that is the plot of that movie. If you've never seen it, you should. It is wild. And speaking of stories that are wild, Chris. Yes, we are gonna get through a chunk of Mark Grunwald Captain America comics on this week's show. And they they really go out there this time around. We're barreling toward the end of the run and Mark is doing it. Mark is Mark is going for it. He's he's ready to bring you some new guys. Even more new guys in this Ursatz Reign of the Captain Americas that Mark Grunewald is doing here at the end of his Captain America run.
0: And you know what we're going to do with these new guys, Matt? We're going to give them a fighting
1: chance. The title That title is said in the comic, and we will talk about it when it happens.
0: I did. I was very excited, as you know. You sent me a screenshot. That's the Texture's Choice Award winner
1: this week. That panel from a Captain America comic from 30 years ago. Uh-huh. But before we get to that, Chris, we do have some business to take care of. The first order of business on the show, as it so often is, is thanking our newest Patreon supporters. That's right, Matt. These are the people who go all
0: the way down to 632 Gimmick Street, and you know what they find there. What were were at the two locations we determined last week? I don't remember. I just remember that it looked like it looked like it was the end for this bit.
1: It, it One it was,
0: like was very close to being the. End. You wanted to be a vacant lot.
1: <laughs> well, symbolically, because you weren't on that episode. Now I don't. Now I honestly, genuinely don't remember what the at those locations. But Chris, what is it? What is it? Six thirty-two.
0: Here's what's weird,
1: because Castle Dracula is is back
0: at the other, like at, at whatever it was on Halloween.
1: Yeah, and this is Castle Frankenstein. Oh, Gimmick Street runs through, uh huh, Transylvania. Yes, and I where is Castle Frankenstein traditionally meant to be located? Germany. Germany. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'll tell you what you can do while you're uh, while you're out there waiting to get into waiting to get into Castle Frankenstein and and see all the sites that there are to see there, uh, is that you can use an internet-enabled device of your choice to log on to patreon.com slash Ajax. That's patreon.com slash Ajax And when you are there, if you like this show, if you like this bit, have we got any comments on the bit? Is it, folks, is it time? Are we Are we saying it's time to retire Gimmick Street? To retire the Gimmick Street map. I want to hear from the people. Did we yes. hear anything? I feel like I asked last time for the people.
1: I, I don't think there's been any way in So, people can let us know. Anyway, people can, do, can contribute to our Patreon can, if they want. Did
0: I say the thing about the gimmicks? Because I've got a thing about the gimmicks that I need to say. Okay, say it. It helps us pay those gimmicks that keep sending the call bills. That's not going
1: anywhere. That's true. And Chris, it's the middle of the month. It is neither the end of the month nor the wake up, wake up, wake up first of the month. But I have no new names to share. What? It's baffling, isn't it? Maybe it is time to. Maybe we shouldn't front load the
0: show with something that is increasingly arcane. <laughs> <laughs>
1: if you would like to be a patron of ours and perhaps weigh in on whether gimmick street should end whether this is a, this is a dead, either it's a dead end road or it just branches off into new roads. You can head over to patreon.com slash war Ajax. And as Chris said, kicking as little as a dollar a month to make sure that we keep doing this show weekly, that we do comics catch up every month, which comics catch up for this month went up last Friday. Every Story Ever Monthly, Movie Fighters and Snack Situation, all of those shows are made possible by your support on Patreon. And as a patron, you get every single one of those shows completely ad-free. You can also get other cool stuff by being a patron, including bonus content. That includes bonus audio that we record, outtakes from the show, and then stuff we specially record for the Patreon, as well as bonus writing. Chris has been doing a series of video game reviews on the Patreon for quite some time now, and I've written a couple of things over there on the Patreon as well, so all of that stuff is Patreon exclusive, and uh, you can get it by signing up at the bonus content level of the Patreon. You can also get line-stepping privileges for our segments Thursday Night Raw and Every Story Ever currently. You can get physical rewards. I keep threatening to get this year's t-shirt printed, and I will send it to our t-shirt folks within the next few weeks. So people at the t-shirt level can be on the lookout for a t-shirt probably by summertime. And uh, all of that stuff. Is available to our patrons on Patreon. So if you want to get in on that cool stuff, go to Patreon and help us out. If you're unable to help us with a monetary donation, you can help us in other ways, such as leaving us a five star review on the podcasting app that you use. Five stars would help us out a bunch on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Or you can just spread the word about the show on social media, or when you see your friends. With that, Chris, it's time for some Checks and wrecks. What do you say? Let's do it. So you wreck Chris, what do you have to check in with this week?
0: Well, Matt, I was a little bit late to the show tonight, as you know. Yes. Not, not, not for as the as listeners. listeners. This show will go up on time for the listeners. Yes. Not as late as you threatened. But that's an interesting word to use, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Me being considerate, and but while still trying to
1: engage in my community—that's true. Wow. I facetiously use the word "threatened," not as late as you warned. The uh, unbelievable amount of disrespect that I get, uh, but but slightly later than usual. Yes,
0: slightly later than usual uh, because. Uh, I was out at a uh, a community meeting here in uh, beautiful, sunny, 80 degree, Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, where the subject was that they want to uh, reopen the third precinct building. The police precinct building that, if you read this survey that they sent out, you'd have a real hard time understanding what happened to it. Someone was killed, and then there was some unrest that resulted in this building being burned down. Mm -hmm. It was an interesting uh, exercise in just how great the passive voice is for communicating. Here's the thing. The options were not, should we rebuild this, or should we not rebuild this? It was... Like, should we rebuild it where it was or, like, down the street a little bit? And that is a, that that is not a survey of public opinion. That is a confidence game. Yes. So uh, my lovely wife and I went down to let our voices be heard. As we say in every show, the cops are not your friends and they shouldn't have a place in your neighborhood. (laughs) That's what I was doing tonight. I was doing a little, little civic engagement.
1: A worthwhile use of your time, for sure. Yeah.
0: I think it's important for uh, voices to be heard, um, or at least I used to. I, as you know, I no longer believe in the democratic process. Uh, I am a staunch monarchist. Uh, <laughs> I do specifically believe that uh, that Sailor Moon should be the eternal God Queen of the universe. Um, failing that, it, another benevolent, mon- like God King, God Queen, Pharaoh, a Pharaoh, would work. I think. Uh, but f- if we are to have democracy, the flawed system that I do not care for, uh, then I think it's important for everybody to be heard. I do think it's weird that there were people at this meeting who said things like, I don't know why everyone is angry. Because I feel like there was a lot of news coverage of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Of the reason everyone is angry.
1: That is one of the few cases where it would be correct to deploy one of my favorite cutting remarks. Which is, are you new?
0: Yeah, it's like, like, are you sure you don't know why people are? I think you do know why people are angry. Yeah. If you really stop and think about it. Withering. Maybe why this could be a hot button issue for the community.
1: Withering. Are you new? Yeah. Oof. who's this clown? <laughs> <laughs> what up? Uh,
0: but we, we both had a nice discussion on the way home of things. We are proud that we did not say to another human being in because we are being polite and letting all voices be heard. So, uh, but don't worry. I did tell them that, that cops aren't your friends, Matt, you're my friend. What have
1: you been up to? Well, Chris, This is great news for people who want me to shut up about my Zoop campaign. It's over. Hey, fuck those people. (laughs) I've spent literally 20 days, 20 straight days, hearing a voice in my head saying, people just want you to shut up about this. (laughs) If anyone
0: said that to me, that person wouldn't be my fucking friend anymore.
1: I noticed fewer and fewer views on my Instagram stories. And it seemed like less and less people were seeing my tweets. And I don't know if that was because of the algorithm or because people were tired of me talking about it. But if you are one of those people, it's over now. So, uh, don't worry about it anymore. If you didn't know that it was going on, sorry, you missed your chance to get my, uh, book with artist Rodrigo Vargas, imposter syndicate, uh, the first two issues are are coming out because of the Zoop crowdfunding campaign. Actually, as of this recording, there are a few more hours left in the campaign. But by the time this episode goes up, it'll have ended for several days. We got over $9,000 and somewhere in the neighborhood of 300 backers. So that's pretty Maybe good. You should, you, should, you should say it like Vegeta, like how people used to say it on the internet.
0: People used to really like that. Yes, it's more than nine thousand. You're that's so close, but that's fine. That's it right? I don't think that has been an actually popular thing to say since uh, since
1: I wore a younger man's clothes. Since Ronda Rousey wore a T-shirt with it on it. Remember when that? Was that? That was at a WrestleMania like five years ago. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> Woof. <laughs>
0: gotta throw that one in the trash then. Yeah. Anyway, well, I'm out here being like, I, I don't think uh West City happened. When the Saiyans show up, they blow up, they blow up a you know, forget it, Matt. Continue with
1: what you're saying. Thank you to everyone who supported the campaign. Know that Rodrigo is working on all the page layouts now for the rest of the art on the book. And uh I'm going to take a look at those, make sure that everything is on the right track, and then he'll he'll finish those layouts. And then we have been discussing with a colorist about getting the book uh, colored uh, by him. His name's Antonio Ramos, and then it will be done. And certainly, my hope is to have it to everybody by the end of the year. Uh, if not maybe even a little earlier, depending on how long printing and all of that takes, but uh, it really has been great to see all this support for the campaign and to hit a stretch goal and to to do so well. So uh, Thanks to everybody, and one more time, sorry if uh, I annoyed you by talking about it while the campaign was happening a lot, because it was the only thing I tweeted about and now I can not tweet anymore, which is nice, because that's a thing I don't want to do, Chris. As as you shouldn't. Yeah, that's my that's my go to advice for anyone anymore. Don't tweet. <laughs> yeah, Chris, it's time to make some recommendations. What do you have to recommend, Matt? I would like to recommend
0: uh, a video game to the mm. people. As you know, uh as you specifically know I play a lot of video games. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, we had a conversation this week about, "Hey, do you play all the games you buy?" And you t- definitively said yes, and I believe you. Uh, I I do. I don't I like I'll
0: I'll get to all of them eventually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am a person who like I go through real dry spells where I don't play a game for months. I don't play any games for months, and I am in one of those dry spells right now. Um, I'm waiting for God of War to go on sale. But yeah, yeah, that's that's legitimate. I'll play a game again someday.
0: <laughs> now is not the time for Matt Wilson to have fun. No, <laughs> you're just gonna watch uh, watch TV shows on Max Maxwell the the streaming place. Oh, I'm going to on, start on pulling... Maxwell Jacob Freeman the streaming service. Yes. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Anyway, um I have talked often you you and I have both actually talked often about Vampire Survivors and how much we have enjoyed it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh and I am kind of like in the context of this piece that I've been working on about Persona 5 uh like I am kind of increasingly of the uh, the opinion that vampire survivors sh- like is kind of the perfect video game like it's kind of perfect in a in a specific
1: way that it's, I appreciate it's especially perfect for this moment in video gaming yeah. yeah yeah
0: i i saw there's a review of it on steam that just says Great game for people with ADHD. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. A million percent true, actually. The only problem is, I do eventually run out of Vampire Survivors to play. Uh, there's only so much content that exists in any one game. Fortunately for me, uh, the good people at the Humble Bundle uh, had a sale. Uh, or I think it was actually just a a, a bundle that you could get um, on... Uh, survivor's Likes, which I guess is, it, I guess that's that's the term for them.
1: I guess there is a word now. That's the new Souls-like. A Survivor's Like, yeah.
0: Well, because there's more of these than I knew about. Apparently that's a very popular genre of game, and I suspect that that's because they're, it's easy to make one, which does not necessarily mean that it's easy to make a good one. Like, Vampire Survivors, of all the ones that I've played, is far and away the best. And I I can't put my finger on exactly why, but something about it, like, everything works really
1: well in Vampire Survivors. Well, if... I mean, look, it's very easy to make a Souls-like, but it's rare for any of them to be as good as Dark Souls. mm -hmm. Because Dark Souls like Vampire Survivors, isn't just the mechanics. It also has a deceptive and sneaky amount of depth. Yes. Yeah. Like, there's a... Whatever it is about this game
0: works in a way that its imitators often find lacking. But while I was waiting for the new Vampire Survivors DLC to come out, which is very good, and I would highly recommend that if you have the base game, um, Vampire Survivors is also, like, cheap enough that you should absolutely get it, even if you're just a little bit curious. It's like 5 bucks, and the DLC is like $2. uh, And and the mobile version is free. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, You should definitely get it. Uh, But while I was waiting for the DLC to come out, the one that kept my attention more than anything else was one that has what feels like a very similarly castlevania inspired if not aesthetics ethos and that is scarlet tower and in some ways this is a game that feels like vampire survivors 2 in the way that like in the way of like a a classic sequel like like a sequel to a game from the 90s but in other ways, it feels like Vampire Survivors 0.5. Uh, there's not nearly as many characters. And the weapon fusions system, which is something that's done really well in Vampire Survivors, is kind of opaque. And there's only three maps. So there's only three levels. The only thing is, you can raise the difficulty on each map to sort of get more life out of them. It's fun. It's good, but it has very similar. It has a very similar and slightly opaque uh, approach to upgrades. That really, really, I just wanted to see those numbers go up. You know, I wanted to see the bigger numbers. Each of the characters has their own like kind of signature weapon that's uh, that nobody else gets to have, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and they also have sub abilities, and there's also like uh, species abilities but like there's only one vampire so if you upgrade the you know the human uh, abilities then you get a little bit more out of it than if you upgrade the vampire ones but it's it it feels it feels like an evolution of vampire survivors that's unfinished i guess but still worth worth playing i think uh so if uh you were left wanting uh, more vampire survivors, uh, but wanted a slight change and a slightly different approach, uh, and not so many jokes about wall chicken, then I would say uh, go check it out. It's five bucks on Steam. Uh, And I will say it is in early access, so that is probably why it feels a little unfinished. Uh, There are plans for more stages, plans for more weapons, plans for more characters, uh, but definitely worth, worth checking out. I quite enjoyed it and it has that similar like 16-bit uh castlevania
1: style uh, approach that I like a lot. Uh Matt, what do you have to recommend to the people? Well, Chris, instead of playing video games, I am in one of my periods of obsessive interest in a comedy thing. And okay. This is especially a comedy thing that I can have on while I work. So I have gone back and re-familiarized myself with the entire On Cinema universe. Now, listeners don't know what this is. This originally was a podcast that then turned into a web show that now exists on Tim Heidecker's It's kind of like a Patreon that he has, but it's like a whole website that is its own streaming service called The High Network. But uh, I I paid the five bucks for a month of The High Network to be able to watch all of the On Cinema, all ten Oscar specials that they've done – as well as every season of On Cinema at the Cinema, which I think they're up to 13 now. Um, And I've just rewatched everything to get up to the 10th annual Oscar special, which aired during this year's Oscars, that was a tribute to movie expert Greg Turkington. 10 years of movie expertise from Greg Turkington. And... There's a lot of lore in On Cinema. I won't get into all the lore and backstory and everything about like about these characters that they've developed over the years. But we talked about kayfabe when we talked about the Ringmaster Vince McMahon bi- biography a few weeks ago. And I don't think I've ever seen a better example of kayfabe in actual pop culture slash entertainment than in on cinema where
0: it is, it is primarily an example of Tim Heidecker playing a character whose name is also Tim Heidecker
1: and Greg Turkington playing a character who is, whose name is also Greg Turkington. Yeah. Yeah. Like Tim doesn't keep it totally kayfabe. Like he does other shows, other things where he's himself and not the character Tim Heidecker from on cinema. Who's like weirdly conservative and shoot a murderer. <laughs> um, work, shoot, work, shoot, work, shoot, a murderer. Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, he went on trial for murder and got off on a technicality because one juror decided not to vote guilty. um, But Greg Turkington, if you go look at Greg's Twitter, he only tweets in character as like this sort of movie obsessed weirdo, Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't know how any better way to explain it. And and going through this rewatch, I've really noticed how much it follows the story template and tells stories in much the way pro wrestling does. Like the stories are very cyclical. Like each season Tim gets some kind of injury. Like that's part of the story every time. He also come like gets convinced that something is some kind of miracle drug that will solve all of his health problems. He uh, will get romantically involved with some new woman like every season or two. Greg's videotape collection will get destroyed in some new way every few seasons. It's cyclical in the way that pro wrestling is, but also like pro wrestling, it finds ways to hook you and keep you interested by figuring out new ways to deliver these story beats to you. Mm -hmm. still be funny like pro wrestling figures out a way to still be exciting on cinema figures out a way to still be funny and i i'm just fascinated by this method of storytelling more than anything and that's a big part of that rewatch like obviously i it makes me laugh too but um i i don't i have no idea if tim heidecker and greg turkington and Eric uh, Notricocola, who de- who is the director of all of that stuff. Um, ever had a thought about pro wrestling while making any of that? but man it's 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 pro wrestling without people hitting each other and occasionally with people hitting each other. Chris, those are our checks and wrecks. Let's talk about some comics. Let's do it. As you said, Chris, Mark Grunewald's Captain America was the texture's choice this month or this week. But if we had a texture Choice from the new comics this week, I think it would have been Superboy, number one. The, the new Superboy, the Man of Tomorrow series. Mm-hmm. Because uh, by Kenny Porter and Janoy Lindsay. Because this is just 90s-ass Superboy. Yeah, but This is just post-crisis, 90s-ass Connor Kent. And if you had any doubt that that's who this was, he says straight up, everybody forgot about me. I'm Connor Kent from the
0: 90s. (laughs) I am Connor Kent from the 90s. Fashion is cyclical. So everything that I'm wearing looks cool again. Yeah. A.K.A. never stopped looking cool. True. Matt, I got to say, I read this one. I was very excited for it. I I was really looking forward to seeing this character back because I... I, uh, Really like him. I'm unfamiliar with the creator, so I didn't quite know what to expect. But you know, it's got that great, uh, that great cover, and it's just—I'm—I'm I'm just disappointed. Uh, not in the comic, but that uh, it's been 30 years and people keep messing with the S.
1: It's true. Don't they mess did. with the S. I really wish they'd stop messing with the S.
0: I wish that there could be like some kind of awareness campaign. Where, maybe someone could wear a cool jacket, and underneath the jacket, it could say "Don't mess with the ass." An
1: awareness campaign.
0: An aware, uh, an awareness campaign.
1: Yes, <laughs> right.
0: No, I really enjoyed this. It is. Here's what's great about it: it's '90s ass Superboy, but it's '90s ass Superboy doing something that like. That that Superboy did eventually do in the 2000s, but that he never did in the 90s when he was wearing that jacket, uh, which is that he, I'm pretty sure that this is a take on Superboy and the Legion, because he goes out to space and meets some some cool space friends at
1: the end of this with superpowers. I I think you're right about that. I I think that might be what it's leading to. Yeah. They're called the And Uh I love that. I love it very much. There's also, I think, some stuff in here, like some references that are not especially hard to catch, but that are extremely fun. One is... Well, I don't even know what this if it's a reference, but I like it as a story beat, and that is Connor. There's nothing for Connor to do on Earth because there are so many other Superman family characters around that they have everything covered.
0: Yeah, because there's already there's already a Superman who is who Connor was meant to replace, and there's also already a Superboy,
1: <laughs> right. Who I think goes by Superman, right? Like
0: who is also Superman?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we
0: got. We're we're one short. We are one short of having a full reign of the Superman. It's
1: true, but like there are so many other superpowered Kryptonians and Superman family members around that it seems like Connor is redundant, right? So he Mm -hmm. goes to space looking for something to do, and. Then, when he gets to space, did any of this stuff with the clones, the numbered clones, read to you as like a Dragon Ball gag? No, it didn't.
0: But, like, I did think that the issue itself was very Dragon Ball. Like, I had that thought reading it. Yeah. Especially when he's like, everybody's out of the city. Time to go all out. And then it's like panels of like multiple fists punching and, and, there's a lot of there's a lot of very dragon ball action, I thought yes. in this yes, with tactile telekinesis, which you know I like well,
1: the, the numbered clones made me think of the androids,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I dig it, man, uh, and they're all based on Earth' superheroes, even though it's not really explained who they're supposed to be modeled after but uh it's it's a hoot. I, I had a lot of fun reading this Superboy comic. Yeah.
0: It's it's a very promising start, and if you are listening to this, odds are you probably like comic books from the 90s and enjoy their feelings and aesthetics.
1: Yeah. I, look, I, I like this creative team a bunch. I do have to say, y'all could, y'all could uh, get Tom Grummet to draw some stuff, too.
0: Y'all could get Carl Kiesel and Tom Grummet. Yeah. To come back D- and do some more stories of 90s Superboy. I'm just if saying. You, if y'all want to go all the way into, like, putting Keelix in a comic, yeah. where's Double X at? Where's my
1: boy Double X? I I would love to see Tom Grummet draw some more Superboy. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's He's all I'm saying. good as hell. Next up, we were going to talk about Superman Lost. The... Book by uh, the dude, the absolute king priest, and Carlo Pagulian, in which Superman gets sucked into a black hole, into a singularity, mm-hmm. that takes him to the far, far reaches of space. And uh, in this issue, he gets picked up by some like intergalactic—I, I don't know what these alien. Characters are supposed to be. Scavengers? Yeah, I I guess that's what they are. And they're like, hey, you're from the third planet from a sun, right? Here, it's probably this one. We'll drop you off here. You're going to pay us, right? (laughs) But what Superman actually gets dropped off on is like an absolutely ruined planet. And I will say this. This kind of confused me a little bit. I really thought that that was setting up this series to be like Superman's going to fix this planet, right? Mm-hmm. But that's not what happens.
0: I thought what was going to happen was it was the reveal was going to be that this actually was Earth in the distant future. Mm. Because it's full of humans or human-looking people anyway. Who, uh,
1: at, at first look alien because they're wearing like respirators and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. they're... They're human looking people.
0: But when we see one, like, just hanging out, he's just a guy. And, you know, they, they talk about how the world was, you know, divided and destroyed and, and the people couldn't, like, unite and and fix it. And Superman's like, you know, if you all work together, you could probably make things better. And uh, we're talking about cutting remarks. The dude goes, Is that how it works on your planet? And Superman's like, All right, all right. Alright, I'll leave them. I can just leave if
1: you're going to be like that. If you're going to be a dick about it. Yeah, he just leaves. And, and literally what the guy says, his name is uh, Victor, by the way.
0: His name is Victor, and Superman's like, oh, that's a common name on my planet. He's like, no, no, no. Your translator is translating it. I'm the winner, like, because I won. And Superman's right. like, oh, okay, you're the Victor. Got
1: it. Yeah. Which is a pretty good that's priest as hell. <laughs> no shit. So so Victor tells Superman, like, just go find your home. There's nothing you can do here. And literally the last line of the book is our problems are too big for you as Superman is leaving. And if Superman doesn't come back to this planet, <laughs> I'll be
0: shocked. Yeah, I I would be as well, but I, I, I have a trust of Priest to not pull a must-there-be-a-Superman on us.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because we know that Superman gets back to Earth, but that he was gone for, like, relative time, like, 20 years. Yeah. And at this point, he doesn't know how long he was out in space. So... It's. I think
1: there's. I mean, there's still a lot of story to come. That's true. This is issue two of either six or ten. So there is much. Oh, ten. Two of ten. So there's. There is much more story to come. I hope. I hope Clark fixes this whole planet. That's. That's my hope. One last book we're going to talk about, Chris, is Fantastic Four number six. Legacy number six ninety nine. So seven hundred is coming. This is the follow-up to the previous issue in which the DNA of the Fantastic Four got mirrored, and they thought they got rid of every semblance of that mirroring, but there was still a little bit of bacteria. And so it overtakes a lake, and the Fantastic Four has to figure out how to get rid of this bacteria that is quickly spreading throughout the central United States. And the way that they decide that they're going to do this, Chris, is by blocking out the sun for three days. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Now, not not for the whole planet, just for the areas where the bacteria are are growing and are threatening to overtake the planet. And the fa- you know obviously this is a, an idea that is good and that works, but. Also, as soon as they tell people in Kansas that the sun's going to get blocked out for an amount of time, uh, they're not happy about it. They are, in fact, quite upset. And others are upset, too. And especially in the wake of what we've seen, there's a big public distrust of the Fantastic Four. So by the end of this issue, uh, that distrust has grown even more where Johnny and Sue are essentially fugitives by the end of it. I really like where Ryan North and Ivan Coelho are taking the Fantastic Four in this run. Oh, actually, this issue is by uh, Ivan Fiorelli instead of Ivan Coelho. But very fun stuff, very good. And I think this is the only comic I've ever seen that involves a lengthy explanation of psychologist Carl Jung's uh synchronicity theory uh-huh and a truck called the Fantastic 4x4
0: see that, see you lost me and then you got me back <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i like the work of uh of Carl Jung just fine as everyone knows i love persona 5 <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh Fantastic Four. Love it. Love it. Can't wait for seven hundred when it comes out. Chris, you know what time it is. I'm I'm looking at Magucchi.
0: And it and it's Grooney's time. That's right. Let's get to it.
1: Captain America number 432, published in October 1994. Chris, this is one of two issues, and only two issues, to feature Captain America in this padded costume on the cover. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. It showed up quickly, and it was quickly dropped. (laughs) Well, yes, but...
0: As we will see next time, it's it's not. We are not moving on. We are we're evolving. We're changing. That's, Life is
1: finding a way. Right. This is the this is the second evolution before the third evolution to come. Yeah. Uh, this is Fighting Chance Book Eight. The blurb on the cover says, "Cap's condition has taken a turn for the worse, and the wicked Baron Zemo wants to finish Cap for good." Uh, on the cover, Captain America is jumping up above uh, all of uh, Baron Zemo's like plastic guard men. And in the corner it says, the story that will change Cap forever continues. Matt, I'm going to say it. Okay. I think fighting chance is good. Mm-hmm.
0: In its way. in In certain ways, fighting chance is good. It's not bad it's perfectly at minimum it is perfectly acceptable comics most of the time
1: yes it as i said last time it reminds me the most of the early parts of the greenwald run in this later part of the run because yeah. it is separate stories that are still interconnected in specific particular ways
0: yes and the Servant Society is all over it. True. That said, there's some real overpromising in these cover blurbs. You're, you're
1: not joking about that.
0: Also, if you were going to put anything on this cover, it should have been what is on the splash page. Which is a bunch of tiny babies with guns trying to kill Captain America.
1: Yes, so we, we pick up where we left off the previous issue, where all of... Baron Zemo's adopted children are pointing guns at Captain America and saying, We hate Captain America. While Baron Zemo and his wife, Heika, uh, sit and say, This is what our children want. We haven't brainwashed them. We simply told them about you, Captain America. And, you know, you think I'm a liar and that I hit these kids, but I don't this is just what these children want.
0: Here's why it's so hard for me to say things like fighting chance is good, or at least fighting chance is not bad. Because it, like, it is whack in a (laughs) a lot of ways. And one of them is that, like, Baron Zemo has all these kids who were with, like, abusive parents. And, and... Cap's like, hey kids, don't you want to go home? And they're like, no. And Cap's like, uh, okay, but but do you really, though? And they're like, no. (laughs) It's weird. It's a weird approach.
1: Yeah, and even by the end of this, the kids are still like, I don't want to go back to my abusive parents. And so Cap has to be like, I'll find you a different home.
0: (laughs) Cap goes, yeah, yeah, um... I'll uh, I'll I'll just get you in good homes. How about that? And then all the kids are like, okay. And then like Cap's like, well, I got all those kids into into good homes. The end.
1: Like like it's just that easy.
0: <laughs> and it's like, man, like I, like okay, I guess if I can suspend my belief and believe in the fucking armadillo or whatever, I can I can believe that that. Cap can get all these kids taken care of in in the foster care system, and it's all going to be okay. But man, it's it's a pretty whack problem for Cap to have to solve.
1: Yes. So the kids shoot at Captain America. He deflects their shots with his shield. Diamondback takes off running, and ultimately Captain America gets dumped through a trap door. Well, Um, he he tries
0: to deflect the shots with a shield, but he doesn't because uh, Baron Zemo is like, LOL, I was just playing. I'm not going to give my kids guns with bullets in them, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Which is honestly a pretty funny move from Baron Zemo.
1: True. Uh, Diamondback runs into one of the plastoids, and she's going to have to fight them. Meanwhile, we catch up with Kathy Webster, who is hitchhiking – From Texas, where she is, to Mexico, because she wants to find Dr. Wentworth, the scientist who gave her her powers and also brainwashed her into hating men. Because, as you pointed out last time, Chris, Dr. Wentworth is 1,000% superior. (laughs) Yeah, I I nailed that one. You sure did. Uh, It's not played
0: as a reveal, though, really. Because I feel like it, like it's not said at all in what we read last time, but then like she's like, oh yeah, that's Superior, and so I don't know if Grunwald expected it to be more obvious. Because I clocked it, but I assumed there was going to be a reveal. Well, it's, I,
1: it's a weird, yeah. it's a weird moment where Kathy just knows her as Doctor Wentworth, but as soon as Diamondback sees her, she's like, that's Superior. Because she she's not hiding her identity in any way.
0: Yeah, she puts her she's, costume back on in this episode, too, or this issue, which is
1: yeah, wild. Like, she's wearing a pair of glasses, but otherwise she's just outwardly superior. So Diamondback knows who she is, like, instantly, and says, yeah, 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 that's superior. Also, Heika is continually talking about how she has an appointment that she's got to get to later that day. So... Captain America is supposed to be in a pit at the bottom of a pit, but he's not there because he grabbed a chain and is holding on to it uh just at just underneath the trap door. And some of the plastoids go looking for him, he hops out and starts fighting them and then he starts attacking them with all his new little gadgets that he has in his pouch costume. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing about this fight to me is that Cap hasn't tested any of these gadgets. So he's just pulling them out of the pouches and being like, what's this do?
0: <laughs> he does not seem to know what they are, yeah. He just trusted Fabian to, like, go nuts. Like,
1: literally at one point, he throws, like, I a, 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 I don't know what that thing is, like a bolo at, at one of the plastoids, and he's like, "So that's what those do." Yeah, <laughs> that's Which, so funny. Kev,
0: Kev, you gotta, you gotta read the manual, man. Like, Never try this has stuff out. More seventy years old than in this moment.
1: Yeah, this is classic James Bond Q stuff. Where, like, you gotta test out the gadgets before you use them. Yes, come, 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 come. Finally he he dumps a chandelier on the plastoids to incapacitate them. Diamondback gets stuck inside of one of these guys and yep. cannot get out. Yes. Which
0: is is extremely funny. There are several bits of these issues that I made screen caps of for balloons. Uh-huh. Uh and and one of them involves uh, this situation. Uh, when, when Free Spirit shows up and sees this and says, What in the world? A costumed woman stuck inside a big naked clay man?
1: <laughs> Superior and Free Spirit arrive at roughly the same time. Free Spirit standing outside the castle, getting into her costume. Uh, Superior showing up and talking to Haika. Uh, Passing along the rumor that Heike Zemo is secretly the original Baron Zemo in a woman's body, which, sadly, is never followed up on in any way. It's a
0: reference to a previous appearance, because we get a little bit of a flashback, and then Heike just goes, oh no, that's not true, I was lying. And that is, that is so Mark Grunewald being like, yeah,
1: it it would be. Yeah, that's too weird. That's just simply too weird. Captain America also gets stuck inside a plastoid. Uh, because that's just what happens here, I guess. Mm-hmm. Baron Zemo realizes that he cannot hear the meeting between Superior and his wife. So he starts flipping the fuck out. Like, he loses his mind that he can't listen in on this meeting that his wife is having with ostensibly like you know an academic to the point where he starts crying off his mask. His what he specifically refers to as my flesh mask. <laughs> yes, because he's still he's still all burned up under there. Don't worry about it. But he 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 gets real mad and he's like, okay, time to kill Captain America now. Plastoids, go jump into this big vat of Adhesive X uh, to kill Cap. But Cap manages to smash that Plastoid that is occupying his body uh, before he gets Adhesive x And also Baron Zemo goes into his children's classroom and then almost hits one of the kids. And that is pretty rough stuff.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, oh no, am I a bad father? Like, my father was a bad father? And you kind of want to be like, you mean Nazi war criminal Baron
1: Heinrich Zemo? Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. Diamondback and Free Spirit meet up with each other in the hallway. We, As you mentioned, Chris, there's the bit where Free Spirit's like, a costumed woman inside a big naked man? <laughs> uh, and Diamondback realizes that Pro- Professor Wentworth is superior, and then Captain America gets dangled by his own uh, like grappling gun over the vat of Adhesive X while a giant plastoid is threatening him, and that is where that issue ends. Captain America 433 has Free Spirit and Captain America in the clutches of a giant plastoid. The blurb on the cover of this one is, Fighting Chance Book 9, Cap and Free Spirit Trapped by Baron Zemo. The Final Fate of Diamondback. You better not miss this issue. And then in the corner it says, You're not a comic fan if you don't read this book. I mean, I agree. I mean, that's why we read it. We're, we're yeah. the true fans.
0: Yeah. We're the only true comic fans. There is so much real estate taken up on this cover because that little corner yeah. box is massive and like has so much air in it. It's a lot of white
1: space. Yeah, and then that logo is huge, and then there's another box over on the left. It's it is a weirdly designed cover.
0: Yeah. Uh by the way, that is not true. This is not the final fate of Diamondback by like any meaning of those
1: words. She makes a decision in this issue which I am not a fan of. I'll say that much.
0: I mean, yeah, man,
1: like we all make decisions all the time. It's true. It's 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 just a way to write her out of the book and get her, you know, off the stage and I don't like it very much. But We'll get to it. Uh, the issue, the first page picks off, picks up where the last issue left off. Cap's dangling over a pat, of, a vat of Adhesive X. The plastoid is threatening him. His muscles are seizing up. And he doesn't know what to do. Uh, but he, th- he says, I'll try this capsule. And he throws it into the Adhesive X. And luckily, it only the explosion, Badoom, of the adhesive X only damages the Plastoid and not Captain America.
0: Mark Grunwald, you're better than that.
1: <laughs> uh, the title of this issue is "Diamonds Aren't Forever," once again hinting at the final fate of Diamondback. Uh, we mentioned Mark Grunwald. We have not talked about Dave Hoover, who has drawn all who draws all of these issues. Uh, by the way, Superior is in her costume. Free Spirit and Diamondback are about to attack her and Haika, but then they fall through a trap door. Superior and Haika do, at the behest of Baron Zemo. Uh, we get a great uh, bit of dialogue
0: uh, here uh, from Haika that says, One of my husband's many trap doors! <laughs> uh, and I did send that to AC, like,
1: this is why I am not in charge of home decor. So that leaves Diamondback and Free Spirit trying to figure out what to do, and Diamondback's like, let's go find Captain America. And Free Spirit says, no, I'm going after Professor Wentworth, because I'm just here to get revenge on her. And uh, Diamondback's like, no, 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 we should stick together. And Free Spirit says, I appreciate the concern, but I'm a big girl now. Which leads Diamondback to think, was I ever that young and cocky? Yeah. I was free spirit goes looking for professor Wentworth slash superior, but ends up finding captain America and captain America's first words to her are you have me at a disadvantage, (laughs) ma'am, which is very funny. Yeah. She explains to captain America, her origin very quickly. And he immediately says, You convinced me you're not with Baron Zemo. So uh let's let's get going and try to find Diamondback. Uh they are attacked by a big plastoid monster and they knock him out. In the meanwhile, uh Baron Zemo uh straps both his wife and Superior to like racks, like torture devices. In uh, his dungeon that he has here. And he's like, Heike, you've betrayed me. And she's like, no, I didn't. I was just telling this lady what I thought she wanted to hear. So that we could like take advantage of her. And get what we needed from her. And then use it together. All my ambition blows, uh, flows from you, Helmet. And he finally releases her from the the rack leaving superior in there for diamondback to find and superior's like look you got to let me out of here diamondback i know what you did i know you killed snapdragon outwardly diamondback's like how do you know inwardly diamondback's like yeah i really killed her so superior starts trying to make a deal where she's like listen, we both know you're a murderer. The way that you can make restitution for that is if you come and work for me.
0: And to her credit, Diamondback's like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense, actually. (laughs) Like, that is... That's nonsense, what you're saying
1: right now. But then Superior starts, like, making her case, where she's like, listen, Captain America is never actually gonna, like marry you. You're not going to stay with him. He needs a woman who's like completely morally unstained, completely perfect. So, like, you know, none of this is ever going to work. You're not going to accept his values. And if you come and work for me, maybe I'll give him a cure for his health problem,
0: and Diamondback goes, "How do you know about his health problems?" And Superior doesn't go, "Like, oh, g- gotcha, gotcha." Like, I didn't. I just took a guess because he's wearing that weird suit of armor. Uh, <laughs> she's like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I, I remember when I had his blood that one time because I had him in a tube and I was going to turn him into a lady.
1: Yeah, I analyzed that blood and I saw that it was breaking down. So, Diamondback, that convinces Diamondback. Diamondback is like, so if I join up with Superior, I could save Captain America's life. All right, here's what we're going to do I'll work for you for a few months. And if, if, it works out the way you said. If you give me a cure that works, I'll I'll finish out Snapdragon's contract, which is for like four years.
0: Yeah, she has a, she has a four year contract, which uh, first of all, good for Snapdragon. You love to see it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Love to see love to see a freelancer getting a staff job, but also I love this about Mark Grunewald's comics, Matt. You know that. You know that I love it, and I say this with nothing but the utmost love. Why is so much of it about contracts? (laughs) Why is so much of it about, like, business plans? Why do criminals have contracts? Yeah, you know? I mean, wouldn't you? But, okay. I mean, that works in the world of imposter syndicate?
1: I mean, yes, that is true. There is a contract in imposter syndicate. But... In Imposter Syndicate, there's a legal system where by which breach of contract could be enforced. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What court are they going to go to (laughs) if (laughs) Snapdragon breaks their contract? They're going to go to villain court, like you know how there's wrestler court. Uh They're going to go to villain court. That makes as much sense as anything. So ultimately, Diamondback agrees to this proposal from. Superior to work for her. And so they leave together. After Free Spirit tries to fight Superior and take her down, but uh, Diamondback just hits her right in the back of the head while she's trying to like kick at Superior. Mm-hmm. Also, Baron Zemo puts his real mask on. That kind of weird. Lavender. <laughs> this weird little lavender uh, ski mask that he likes to yeah. wear. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, he's like, this is real. And I'm going to take down Captain America. Because uh, cause he made me mad. But in the end, Captain America doesn't knock Baron Zemo off of a walkway into a bunch of adhesive X, but Baron Zemo falls into a vat of adhesive X. Uh, well, because Captain America can't hold him because of his muscle problems. <laughs> muscle problems is a very fun way of saying it. Yes. And then Heike jumps in after him. hmm The end, question mark? Uh, no.
0: The answer is no. The answer is no. And I kind of love that the answer is no. Like, Mark Grumwald is a better writer than... Just having uh Captain America be like, oh man, I hope this thing I got in my pocket works. Oh it does. Great. Like, that's good. That's excellent stuff there. Um and here's why he's a better writer than that. Because of what
1: happens in the next issue with this particular storyline. <laughs> yes. So let's move on to Captain America number four hundred and thirty-four. Fighting chance book ten. The Serpent Society steps in, but who or what is jack flag this cover is bonkers this the layout is so weird <laughs> this cover is bad and jack flag is bad captain america jack flag is
0: a character that like i was like oh man jack flag that's an underappreciated character and like then he showed up in guardians of the galaxy and i was like really happy um but i was wrong that was incorrect jack flag was
1: not an underappreciated character jack flag just sucked Jack Flagg is the central figure. He's right in the middle. He's got on his fucking grifter mask. He he has a grifter mask, one of those masks that like don't
0: work at all in real life.
1: Uh, He's got red, white, and blue hair. And a costume that I can't even start to describe.
0: Yeah, which it doesn't even... This isn't even what it actually looks like. Because in... In the book, when he shows up, I guess he's got that jacket on, but then under the jacket, he also just has a shirt with an American flag on it. Yeah, the jacket looks like a smoking jacket. I don't. It's a pretty, do you like? I kind of like the jacket. It's short sleeve, uh-huh.
1: double breasted. <laughs> it it's it looks like a half kimono. I, I half kimono is a good way to describe it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with it, um, but. Yeah, Jack Flag is the central figure. Captain America is to the right of him, Free Spirits to the left of him, and then all of the Serpent Society, or a bunch of Serpent Society members, are at the bottom. Members Uh, of of the Serpent Society, (laughs) much like the members of Harlem Heat. (laughs) Exactly. Except there's more than two members of the Serpent Society. So this issue is called Snake Bites. We start with Captain America jumping down into that vat of Adhesive X that we saw earlier, because... Uh, he suspects that Baron Zemo and Heika aren't actually dead, and wouldn't you know it, they're not.
0: Yeah, he's like, hang on, this is how... Like, this, this I have done this before with Baron Zemo. This exact thing has happened. Yeah. And then Baron Zemo's like, oof, I definitely did put an escape route in the Adhesive X. Which is, it's weird that I chose this vat to dump Captain America into, but I guess my forethought was was on point.
1: He he arrests Baron Zemo and Heike, who bo- both are like, "Hey, we're covered in adhesive X. If you don't, if we don't wash this off immediately, all of our clothes will be permanently adhered to our bodies."
0: Yeah, and Captain America's like, "Um, why don't you call a
1: fucking cop about it?" I mean, he says there's a solvent. For yeah,
0: he's like he's like yeah. Adhesive X is actually not that big a deal anymore. We figured it out way back in Avengers number six, which is a pretty funny bit, honestly. But he just yeah. does not give a shit about this guy. He doesn't. I, which, or his wife. He shouldn't, as you will remember. Cap got beef with uh with Helmet Zemo. True.
1: Uh, remember how bad everything got during the Bloodstone Hunt. Yeah. Mm.
0: I was going to say like do do the events of under siege that too uh, yeah yeah but cap, cap's a real like hey like you don't usually get fuck you cap like even when he's dealing with with full on nazis <laughs> which i guess I, I don't know if i don't know if helmet is a nazi or just his dad was he's nazi adjacent he's nazi adjacent which honestly is close enough
1: uh, so this is where he tells the kids. Captain America tells the kids, uh, "I'll find you, good homes. Don't worry." Uh, he's he's walking through Zemo's castle, which let me reiterate is in Mexico. Yeah, uh, and he finds, even though it's like an old, like Gothic
0: ass castle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, he finds Free Spirit knocked out on the ground, and he finds one of Diamondbacks. Diamonds. This is
0: like when when I saw this TikTok that was like There's this uh town in uh in Argentina that has like the most German speakers outside of Germany and they have a big Oktoberfest celebration. Like we, we went there and we took a lot of video and look how fun it is. And it's like um did you did you maybe ask why?
1: Yeah. Did, did you maybe ask-, ask
0: why there were so many German speakers in this town in Argentina?
1: Did you ask any of these people at the Oktoberfest about their grandfathers? Did you? Yeah, I bet you didn't. Then we get the introduction of Jack Flag. The the some members of the serpent society are robbing a bank in Arizona and Jack Flag attacks them with his boombox that shoots beams.
0: His boombox that goes boom.
1: Yes, when it shoots out laser beams. He says, "This here is what's called a boombox." Want to see why? That's after he calls all the members of this Serpent Society snake and bakes. Yeah, I mean, I love you, Mark, but tr- trying to write like the youths—it's
0: not—it's not a strong point. Yeah. If if maybe if Jack Flag was like. Hey, what's up? I'm like a cool 40-year-old guy.
1: Uh, he knocks out Fur to Lance with some gas, and he says, Feeling kind of rubbery, are you? Fast-acting, muscle-relaxing, slack-gas will do that to you.
0: Oh man, you gotta watch out for that fast-acting, muscle-relaxing, muscle
1: slack-gas. <laughs> but then, twist, when Cobra shows up. a, a King Cobra, Matt.
0: King Cobra, uh, please show some respect. Don't call him Kobe,
1: like he is called multiple times in the next couple issues. He's
0: called multiple, like Kobe. A guy calls him Cobra at one point. It's true. Everybody's very fond of of nicknames for King Cobra, who is legitimately a high point of the next couple issues as one of the greatest subtextually gay characters in Marvel comics history. Who spends is, like two issues. Almost naked. <laughs> he is fully Billy Nye in love, actually. True. True. In, the, in this entire thing. And I kind of love it.
1: Anyway, he and and some other Serpent Society members show up, and they say, well, What are you doing? And Jack flags like, I'm going to join you. I'm going to join the Serpent Society. And what we will find out over the course of this issue is that Jack Flag actually has a vendetta against the Serpent Society.
0: Yeah, and we get, like, in the scene, he's like, oh, man, there's a lot of them. Like, I did not expect to be this immediately outnumbered. I better make something up. And he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I, I want to be in the Serpent Society. And they're like, cool, why are you dressed in primary colors? <laughs> Which is very funny. He's like, yeah. oh, you know, you, you don't dress up like a fucking supervillain. They'll catch you.
1: Which is very smart of him, I think. So here's Jack Flagg's backstory. He was a member That's of cool. Captain America's computer hotline network. Then he and his buddy Drake started... His brother. Oh, it was his brother, yeah. Yeah. They started, like... A vigilante group. Yeah. That like, go,
0: Remember on and, when R.T. started his shirtless boy gang? It's exactly <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> they would go out and beat up criminals. And in the meantime, his parents moved to a retirement community only for the whole subdivision to get shut down because they said it was built on a toxic waste dump. But as it turns out, that was just like a scam run by the Serpent Society who ended up taking over the retirement community because Cobra wanted a place to relax. Matt, Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> infuriating that you refuse to show him the respect he deserves. <laughs> That's literally why they took over this retirement community because they wanted a place to relax. <laughs> yeah. They wa- they wanted a place to retire,
0: which I will say is a great idea. And I don't know if that's the first time that this idea has been used in Marvel Comics comics, but uh the the idea of like supervillains just it had definitely been done in G.I. Joe by this point. Uh-huh. But I do love the supervillains buying their own town so that they've got a place to live. Uh I think that's a fun
1: idea. Yes. I, I will always be kind of a sucker for that one. So that, that's Jack Flagg's whole deal. He wants to take down the Serpent Society because they stole his parents' house. Back at Castle Zemo, the Avengers have shown up and are saving the kids and taking Baron Zemo into custody. Vision brings Captain America Rachel's handwritten note that says, Hey, we're not going to work out. don't look for me,
0: yeah, maybe you to, if, if you're wondering why, maybe you go talk to Black Widow,
1: she also says lots of luck with you know what, Which is a very funny way to describe a de- debilitating health problem. <laughs> yeah, like
0: potential uh paralysis and death,
1: <laughs> muscle problems. This leads Captain America to yell at Black Widow. Like, which you know what he's right to do so. Where he's like, "What is what is this talking about?" Hey, Natasha, what the fuck? Yeah. And Black Widow's like, "Look, I just told her that the the other Avengers don't like her. Sorry, I just told her she sucks and I hate her
0: and I don't know what the problem is. And I and told like, her that she's not worthy of you, um, and that she sucks and that personally I find her repugnant. Um, so I don't." Really, see what the problem is, Steve?
1: <laughs> and Steve's like, you know what? I shouldn't have yelled at you, but I think higher of Rachel than that. Uh, what should I do? And, <laughs>
0: and Black Widow basically goes, yeah, none of us do.
1: Yeah. None of us like her. Yeah, but she's like, maybe if you just wait around, she'll come back. That leads to Captain America and Free Spirit just hanging around Baron Zemo's castle for what seemed like hours training. Um, Is this before or after she meets Moonhunter? I think she
0: meets Moonhunter later. Okay. Because the conversation with Moonhunter is
1: 100% cuckoo bananas. Well, they train at Baron Zemo's castle for a long time before Moonhunter comes and picks them up. So... I'm I'm fairly sure the moon hunter stuff comes later but like but basically free spirit's like I want to learn how to fight can you teach me how to fight and Captain America says well my body is breaking down but sure <laughs> <laughs> and in the midst of all that the serpent society is subjecting jack flag to a bunch of tests tests that they want him to fail like yes. they're trying to set him up for failure so cobra sends Jack Flagg to a house that Mr. Hyde is just in under the assumption that Mr. Hyde's just going to beat the shit out of him. A great plan. A great, great plan. But, yes, while he's in Mr. Hyde's house, Jack Flagg gets exposed to some chemicals that give him powers.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that just like, but don't turn him into a big monster guy like Mr. Hyde.
1: No. They just make him super strong. Yeah. He just gets the good part. Yeah. And it's completely by accident. And it's just because he got sent to this house that Mr. Hyde was in. Yeah. Uh, Also, at Avengers Mansion, Captain America's doctor has called in Hank Pym because his health condition, Captain America's health condition, is even worse than they thought. Like, basically he could be completely paralyzed at any moment and so as captain america and free spirit continue to spar captain america after he takes a kick from free spirit uh just like collapses on the ground and he has to tell free spirit about his health problems mm. jack flag returns to The Serpent Society's resort, where they're all hanging out in swimwear, (laughs) and it's very funny.
0: Yes, it's very good.
1: (laughs) And he's like, here's the painting you wanted, which leads Cobra to be shocked. Oh my word. (laughs) Captain America number 435, Fighting Chance, book 11. The battle that may kill Cap starts here. And on this cover, Cobra... Just his head and hands are looming over Free Spirit and Captain America.
0: I gotta say, it would be pretty wild if Captain America died, and the and because he was killed by Mister Hyde and King Cobra. That would suck,
1: actually. Yeah,
0: no, that would be terrible.
1: Uh, the blurb on the cover, by the way, is "snake bitten," although. The actual title of this issue is Snake, Battle, and Toll.
0: Oh, I think uh, last issue we get another uh, fantastic piece of dialogue, uh, which is Free Spirit, Kathy Webster, uh, saying Captain America has been one of my lifelong idols right up there with Mother Teresa and Michael Stipe.
1: Yes, and then there's another reference to Michael Stipe like two pages later.
0: There's uh, Then I believe the next issue after this one is called Everybody Hurts
1: Sometime. That's right, yes. That's the other Michael Stipe. That's George's own free spirit. Very funny. So, uh, back in Arizona, Jack Flagg has been outfitted in Cobra's costume.
0: King Cobra. Matt,
1: And oh. Cobra is sitting on a like pool chair in his swimsuit, saying... I want to quit while I'm ahead, and there's still enough time for me to enjoy life. And since the world would be infinitely poorer if it didn't have a King Cobra in it, I'm auditioning for heirs. You for it, kid? And Jack Flag says, sure. And then he just sicks the entire Serpent Society on him.
0: I also like that, because I like the idea you know that like it's another thing that I'm a sucker for. Like, I like The Gentleman Thief. But I uh-huh. I love that this iteration of The Gentleman Thief dresses up like a fucking snake and fights cats in America sometimes. <laughs> like, yes, I, I want to retire, live off my ill-gotten gains, enjoy my twilight years. Also, I have fangs. And I think maybe I do poison stuff? I don't remember what King Cobra's Steel is. I just remember that you need to put some respect on
1: his fucking name. What I like most about this is that King Cobra is setting Jack Flag up with like a a quote unquote test that only an idiot would fall for. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like, oh, yeah, I want a replacement for me. And to prove that you're the lead, to be, you can be the leader of the Serpent Society, you have to beat up everyone in the Serpent Society.
0: (laughs) I mean, that makes sense to me, man.
1: Fair. Fair. So uh, Captain America and Free Spirit, while Jack Flagg is fighting the entire Serpent Society, uh, Captain America and Free Spirit are getting picked up by Moon Hunter. And this is where the bananas meeting with Moon Hunter happens.
0: Yeah, where uh, Free Spirit goes, Man, Moon Hunter, that's a whack name. And Moon Hunter goes, Oh, I'm like, the part Native American. Which makes it a totally normal name. And in fact, Free Spirit would also be a totally normal name. <laughs> Which, alright. Sure.
1: <laughs> sure. Captain America decides to check his messages. And once he gets on the plane. And he wants to see if there's anything in there about Diamondback. Because he is seeing Diamondback's head in the clouds. Like the Yeah. He's looking out the window of the plane and he's seeing Diamondback's face in the clouds. But he's not getting any message from Diamondback. He is instead finding out about Klaus Verhees, alias King Cobra, Thank you. sighted in Sand Haven, Arizona. So he tells Moonhunter, let's book it to Arizona. Meanwhile, in Arizona, King Cobra gets a phone call letting him know that Mr. Hyde is on the way, is like on the property. And Hyde shows up and starts mauling members of the Serpent Society, various people in the Serpent Society. While Jack Flagg has actually managed to elude most of the Serpent Society that's attacking him. So Jack Flagg is proving to be a little smarter than he first seemed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain America... Diamondback and Moon Moonhunter arrive outside the compound. And while Captain America is trying to infiltrate, he gets attacked by Jack Flagg in King Cobra's costume. And Captain America's like, or first, Jack Flagg is like, hey, look, I'm not King Cobra. I'm just in his clothes. And I I want to work with you. I'm Jack Flagg. But I'm undercover, and so I have to, you know, make it look good. And Captain America's like, "Okay, but why are you fighting me?" (laughs) (laughs) Which honestly is a fair question. And Jack Flags like, "I gotta, I gotta make it look like I'm your enemy. So just like try to make it look good. Let me get in a few hits on you."
0: Yeah, Captain America's also like, "Yeah, they're not gonna believe that you beat me."
1: Yeah, which brutal. But true. Definitely. Definitely Brutal But True. Cap also left Boon Hunter and Free Spirit inside the Avengers Quinjet that they were using. And while they're in the Quinjet, they get a call from Hank Pym that's like, hey, Captain America could be completely paralyzed, like literally any second, which leads to the both of them, uh, you know, freaking out. And Free Spirit is like, okay, I gotta go in there. So she hops out of the Quinjet and goes on her way. And she convinces Moonhunter to let her do this by saying, if it's as important as Dr. Pym says, Cap will forgive us for disobeying him. And that's enough for Moonhunter.
0: Yeah. that is. He is completely satisfied with that answer.
1: Yes. Uh, while Jack Flagg and Captain America are fighting, they end up getting surrounded by the Serpent Society. And Jack Flagg says, hi guys, I got him all softened up. You ought to be able to take him. And so Captain America lays down and let his, lets himself be taken prisoner. Meanwhile, King Cobra has convinced Mr. Hyde to get into his swimsuit and hang out by the pool. <laughs>
0: Which, and this is where we get King Cobra as my new favorite subtextually gay Marvel villain, because he's like, you know, Mr. Hyde, I think back on my career as a supervillain, and and I just, the happiest I was was when we were together. And Mr. Hyde's like, that is definitely not how I remember it. (laughs) Yeah. But, okay, sure. He says it
1: wasn't. A dismal and desperate time.
0: And and he goes, yeah, well, maybe, maybe the truth is somewhere between those two extremes. Which is, it's, it's so much. It's so much. And I find it very funny.
1: The rest of the Serpent Society brings Captain America to King Cobra. And at first they're like, this isn't really Captain America. Because they wouldn't have beat him up like this. So Mr. Hyde like holds Captain America by the legs and holds his head underwater in the pool. But as soon as it's clear that Captain America is not going to like answer their questions, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, this really is Captain America after all. Which leads to Free Spirit showing up dressed as Coach Whip because she and Coach Whip got into a fight outside and Free Spirit won. So she gets into the compound dressed up as Coach Whip and she frees Captain America but then pretty quickly well Captain America gets sucked down the drain of the pool (laughs) Mm -hmm. into a hole which leaves Jack Flag getting sucked in the holes. It's true. King Cobra and Mr. Hyde follow through the hole in the pool and Jack Flag and free spirit are surrounded by the rest of the serpent society at the end of the issue captain america 436 fighting chance no more finished captain america is laid on the ground with a snake in his hand <laughs> like an actual rattlesnake yeah and you're right the t- title of this issue is everybody hurts sometime Our second R.E.M. reference so far. Do you
0: love it? I love
1: it. Gotta love it. Uh, He gets Captain America on the splash page here. Splash for real. He gets washed out of a big pipe into the desert. And he is quickly followed by Cobra and Mr. Hyde. And so Captain America is now in the desert fighting a nearly nude... Cobra, and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Cap also finds his battle vest in the pipe, which leads him to say, in a thought balloon, now I've got a fighting chance to... Matt, he did it. He did it. He, 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 said, he said it. That's the name of the story. But as soon as he says that, Mr. Hyde grabs him by the ankle and like throws him across the desert. And uh, he's getting beaten pretty bad by these two guys.
0: Yeah. By the way, um, it does say on the cover, Fighting Chance No More. This is, this is chapter 12 of Fighting Chance. It is not the last part of Fighting Chance. Well, there's an epilogue. There's an epilogue that doesn't actually epilogue anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Instead of fighting the entire Serpent Society, Jack Flagg and... Free Spirit decide that they're going to escape by jumping on a diving board over the fence, which I think is super good. It's pretty great, honestly. Hank Pym and Captain America's doctor show up in an Avengers ship looking for Captain America. Free Spirit and Jack Flagg see the ship in the sky. While Captain America continues to get beaten ever more thoroughly by Mr. Hyde and Cobra, who are also now mad at each other. Like, Mr. Hyde ends up taking Cobra out of the fight by binding his hand. We're not
0: going to have a lot more opportunities to talk about him. Uh Could you please just one time for me just say his correct name
1: Cobra no King Cobra thank you Free Spirit and Jack Flag are trying to escape I don't even know which Serpent Society member this is but the big tail and the laser gun (laughs) there could be so many of them I know. He ultimately gets stopped by Giant Man. And so Giant Man meets up with Jack Flag and Free Spirit. Uh, Captain America is basically only saved by his vest from certain death at the hands of King Cobra, who is like, trying to choke him to death.
0: Yeah, this becomes... Inspector Gadget, <laughs> <laughs> and I do not mean that in a kind way.
1: No, it's a little goofy. I, I mean, I think it's on purpose, but it's a little goofy. I, I mean, by, by the end of it, Captain America is like, you can't have your gimmick vest do everything for you. I've got to get up and walk out of the desert myself. I. Can't I gotta walk
0: down gimmick street by myself.
1: Yes. Eventually he he doesn't pass out because he's still conscious, but he lays down on the ground and comes face to face with the rattlesnake from the cover. Uh that's like menacing him. Would
0: you, would you do me a favor and every time you say the word rattlesnake, would you drop in the glass break?
1: I'll try. Okay, thank you. Then he sees the Statue of Liberty. Uh-huh. Who tries to convince him to give up and die.
0: Captain America, throughout the Mark Grunwald run, hallucinates a lot. It's true. And a lot of his hallucinations involve him talking to the Statue of Liberty, which is—I I, guess—I do understand
1: why that would be the case. Well, that whole issue was it four hundred, where it was one big hallucination of him like meeting Uncle Sam and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he hallucinates the Statue of Liberty, that then turns into a skeleton. He he takes off
0: the Statue of Liberty's dress, and if you ever wondered what she's uh, got under there, bones.
1: Bones. Um, Then he sees Bucky, who also says, hey, just die already. And then it cuts to an hour later where Hank Pym has found Cap. And he says, Blast you, Cap. Why did you have to do this? Why did you have to exert yourself past the point of treatment? Even if I can save your foolish life, there'll be nothing I can do to restore your body anymore. You'll live out your days unable to move. And that's the end of that issue.
0: Yeah, so, it's, so we've got the Reign of the Superman, and we've also got uh, uh, Batman getting his back broken.
1: Yeah, it's, it's Reign of the Superman and Nightfall, all in one story. But with Jack Flagg. That's right. Captain America number 437, Fighting Chance Epilogue, While I Lay Dying, has Captain America in the middle of the cover. He is also to the left on like a gurney on life support. And also on this cover, although some of them are obscured by the logo, are Modoc, Bucky, I can't tell who two of those characters are under the logo. Red Skull, uh, Batroc, Black Panther, Namor. I see Iron Man. I see Thor. There's an AIM guy. Falcon is on here. Under the
0: logo, It's there's a lady with big glasses.
1: Well, and she's, got, she's got like big hair and a mask and it looks kind of like Medusa, but I'm sure it's oh. not Medusa. Oh,
0: oh, in the upper right, that's Diamondback. That's oh,
1: that's supposed, supposed to be Diamondback.
0: I mean, yeah, she's got the undercut.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. It I'm looking really under look the look A, like under the Ame. In oh America. yeah,
1: I have no I-, I have no idea who that is.
0: Cause, yeah, because it's not it maybe Sharon,
1: but Sharon didn't maybe. wear glasses. It's I not don't Bernie. Know. It's it's pretty hard to tell who some of these characters are. Yeah. Uh, but it's supposed to be... It's like one of those Spider-Man drawings where he sees everyone he ever knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be one of those things. Uh, so that's what's going on there. Opening splash page, recreation of Captain America Comics number 1. But instead of punching Hitler, Captain America is punching the Red Skull. Which I get it. But he punched Hitler that one time. Yeah, but this, but he he only punched Hitler the once. It is exactly the same framing. Oh, 100%. Posing as that cover, though. Uh, And so, this is what this issue is going to be Captain America re experiencing key moments of his life and career. And so. And the title of this issue is If I Should Die Before I Wake. So he's re-experiencing this fight with the Red Skull from World War II where Bucky's still alive. And in this version of it, Bucky is turned to dust by the Red Skull. And Cap's like, that's not how Bucky died. This is weird. What's going on here? And then we cut to cap on a gurney being attended to by giant man who is who has brought him to iron man's like personal hospital (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so iron man shows up and he's like how is he and giant man says bad he could go at any moment but they get him inside and get him stabilized And Iron Man spends a while lamenting that their relationship, his relationship with Captain America went bad recently. And that there's more he wishes he could do. So I guess this is just before Teen Tony. Teen Tony's 95, yeah. The Crossing? Yeah. Yeah, that's 95, bud. That was happening during the Wade run, I guess. On Captain America.
0: Matt, you want to hear a secret? Sure. Sure. I like the teen Tony armor kind of. Sure. It's not hands. bad. Yeah. I like his bi- I like his big hands.
1: Yeah. I mean it's eh, it's okay. I it's weird how the mask looks mean. It is a mean looking mask.
0: Yeah. He's a mean teen. Maybe they should call him mean Tony.
1: They should call him
0: <laughs> Mean Tony. <laughs>
1: Uh I don't know i it's it's interesting the teen Tony armor that is for sure, Free Spirit and Jack Flagg, who has a new costume already <laughs> this is no this is
0: just his costume, but without the jacket. This is what I was talking about where he just has okay a, a fucking create a wrestler ass bodysuit. <laughs>
1: with an American
0: with flag. It's an American flag just on the chest. Not even like a big one, but just like just like a
1: picture of the American flag on the chest. But there are only 5 stripes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh they're still fighting the Serpent Society. Then Force shows up mm-hmm. and they just wreck. They just wreck the fucking Serpent Society. Yeah. Forceworks who are real superheroes. Yeah. Scarlet Witch in her s- swimsuit costume. This this is a bad Scarlet Witch costume.
0: Do you mean like like she's like a baddie in it? Is that what you mean by it's a bad costume?
1: No, I mean it's a bad costume. Do you mean like
0: you see her and you're like that lady? That lady's bad.
1: No, I mean like it is a poorly designed costume.
0: I don't know, man. Like I, I don't I don't know what is poorly designed about this. I think it's. I, I wished I'd love these sexy
1: costumes that don't make sense. It is a one-piece bathing suit with gloves. It like, sure is. It, there's nothing identifiable of her as Scarlet Witch in this also, costume. There's like there's a shot of her,
0: and very clearly the colorist did not know what bits were supposed to be costume and what bits were supposed to be skin.
1: Absolutely true, yes.
0: Just, just taking an admirable stab at not having
1: this lady be naked <laughs> also us agent is in force works at this point mm-hmm. his costume also sucks it's it is maybe the worst costume that
0: character has ever had
1: woof um but <laughs> he clearly doesn't know about anything that's being wrong with captain america so, uh, Free Spirit says, I'm Free Spirit, and that's Jack Flack. Did Cap send you? And U.S. Agent says, no, Iron Man did. I don't know who's asking, is Captain America alright? But U.S. Agent's answer is just, he's Captain America. Why wouldn't he be? Which is <laughs> very, actually very good. <laughs> uh, and then he just says, well, if you get in a jam again, give a holler and they leave. Captain America is having another hallucination on the next page thinking back to when Red Skull had the Cosmic Cube
0: mm-hmm.
1: and a fucking Masters of the Universe armor set. Like Re- Red Skull has never looked more like Skeletor. than he right really
0: here. does. He he's got all of his snap-on armor from the action figure line, doesn't he?
1: Yes. I don't what I don't remember what this is from like what story this is where Red Skull had the cosmic cube.
0: I don't know, but, but the cosmic cube is also like tiny in his hand.
1: Yes, it is it's
0: like an ice cube.
1: It's even like the color of an ice cube, but Captain America's whole plan here is to just make sure that Red Skull doesn't close his hand around the cosmic cube.
0: <laughs> it's, like, it's like how in, uh, in the Avengers movie, they were like, no, no, you gotta snap your fingers to use the Infinity Gauntlet. When it's like No, that was just kind of a metaphor
1: in yes. the original
0: story. It's like, you know, he could do it as easily as snapping his fingers. But sure, if that's if that's what you wanna like if, if that needs to be the conditions for this story to work, sure, go for it.
1: Yes, you did not have to stop him from snapping from for him to like he could have done it at any time. Yeah. That he was wearing the gauntlet. Anyway, this story also ends differently than it really did, and uh, Captain America ends up inside the Cosmic Cube at the end of this, after a short fight with the Red Skull. Tony Stark, in the the facility, in the hospital, is like, hey, I'm going to put on a helmet that lets me see Cap's thoughts. And Giant Man says, is this going to hurt him? Like, is it is this okay to do? <laughs> and Tony's answer is, "I hope so."
0: <laughs> that is so wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's bonkers, Matt. Yeah, that is yeah. a first of all that Tony's just like, Tony's just like, yeah, yeah, I got this thing. It'll be like I can go inside his brain. Like which I guess is uh, fine, you know, it is it's just the Marvel University the Super Scientist, but like somebody should be like, Man, really? That's wild. Yeah. That's not really I, I mean, I guess that's kinda your thing.
1: Jack Flag and Free Spirit are getting a chance to walk around alone. And they're kind of flirting. But also Free Spirit's like, hey, what the fuck is wrong with your hair? <laughs>
0: I, Jack Flag, that hair is is improbable, but also very forward thinking. It looks like a popsicle. It does look exactly like a rocket pop. Yeah, that is that is actually true.
1: Yes. Uh, Captain America is having another flashback to that time that the Red Skull died. Where they both turned into old men and fought each other until the Red Skull died. That was a good one. Yeah. And this one ends exactly like it did in the comic. But then the Statue of Liberty shows up again. And the Statue of Liberty is like, oh, hey, look, the Red Skull's dead. You're you're great. You can die now. Your life's (laughs) work is done. Yeah, and Cap goes. Hang on, he comes back. <laughs> like he comes back in
0: a in in a body clone for me. Like I I
1: can't just let this one go, guys. And the Statue of Liberty's like, Nah, I don't think that happens. That's nah, fine. And as she continues to try to convince him, Iron Man bursts through the scene and carries Cap away. And that leads to Captain America on the table, opening his eyes. And he's like, hey, I'm awake, but I can't move. I'm totally comatose, or totally paralyzed. And uh, and Giant Man's like, yeah, um, I don't think you're ever going to move again. So that's what's up. That's how Captain America ends, so kind of a bummer there is one last page where Arnim Zola is telling Red Skull hey, that thing that's happening to Captain America right now that's going to happen to you too because you're in his body, like a version of his body. Yeah.
0: Which could not feel more like which I know that Mark Gruenwald was the guy who would have pointed this stuff out but it does feel like somebody swung by his office and was like so hey man, why didn't that happen to the Red Skull? And he was like, oh
1: it should be happening to the Red Skull. Shouldn't it? (laughs) And folks, that's it for this set of Groonies. We have one more. Oh, man. One more. One more Groonies to go. One more Groonies till we're done.
0: We are heading towards the
1: crossroads. That's right. And I'm going to miss everybody. Same. Same. Um, we have six more issues to get through uh, before the end of the Mark Grunewald Captain America run. So, once we get through Blaze of Glory and uh, a few more issues, we'll be done.
0: And it's so it's next time, thing, Matt, that we will have read the entire Mark Grunewald run on Captain America.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Join us for that next time. But next week on the show, we will be doing something else. We'll get back to you about that. If you would like to get in touch with us, write to us. Send us an Every Story Ever list. Send us a listener question. Let us know if you want to sponsor the show. You can email us at our email address, which is warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us questions to our Tumblr, which is warrocketpodcast.tumblr.com. We're on Twitter at WarRocketPod, and we have a Discord. You have to be invited to be a member of our Discord, so if you would like to be on our Discord, just send us a message on one of the places I just said. Ask us nicely, don't be a jerk, and we'll get you an invitation to our Discord server, which is a very cool place. WarRocketAjax.com is our website. It has every episode of the show we've ever done, so go check that out. WarRocketWiki.com is the fan repository of everything you need to know about War Rocket Ajax. If you want to find me and my stuff, you can go to MattDWilson.net to find links to my comics, my books, my other podcasts, and my social medias. Chris where can people find you. Hey, everybody can find me by going to
0: The-ISB.com. That is my website and has links to all the things that I've done on the internet. See you next week, everybody. Yeah, that's a weird... So close to the end of Groonies, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna miss it. I really am. But it'll be, I'll, I'll feel very accomplished, and I hope you will too,
1: listeners. And and we're gonna just glide right into journeying into mystery.
0: We're gonna, we're gonna be jerking off all of
1: the <laughs> in here. Are we changing the title to jerking off?
0: We might Matt, we might. There's no, no laws anymore.
1: That's true. All laws are cancelled. It's the purge. It's the purge. Uh, And until next time, everybody, don't forget, uh, Black Lives Matter. Trans rights are human rights. The cops, as previously established, are not your friends. Abortion rights are human rights. And drag is not a crime. But we love you. We love you. Yes.
0: Flash. Hey Flash! From this day on.